Welcome to From the Back Tees, a podcast where we tee it up from the back every week. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the From the Back Tees podcast. I am Jerry Lou, and we're bringing you a podcast from the Back Tees. As always, with me and my buddy Zach Penser. How are we doing, Zach? I'm doing pretty good. We got a pretty special guest today. You want to do the introduction? Well, absolutely. We had him on earlier. We we've never had a repeat customer before, and. Uh, We've had him on earlier when his man, he was the jock for Max Hubbard when he tied for ninth Mark in the season Hubbard. over at Green. Oh, yeah, it even says Mark Hubbard right here. How do you like them apples? Um, Mark Hubbard uh, took a T-9th at the Greenbrier in the season opener and then was in the final stretch coming down the uh, down to the end in this latest tournament here uh, before the CJ Cup is recording later. We got Reed Martin on the podcast. Reed, how you doing, buddy? Good boys, thank you for having me back. Appreciate it. Last time was a good, good time. Hopefully, make this time the same deal. Excellent. Absolutely. Thanks. Oh. oh, wait. I was just going to ask real quick. Uh, you're not. Uh, you're not on the road today. Where are you? Uh, where are you calling us from? I'm in from Phoenix, man. A couple weeks off. Started the second week off. Had to Bermuda next week. Actually, next uh, this coming Sunday, had to Bermuda. But uh, yeah, I just in Phoenix playing a little golf, rest and relaxation. Went to the horse races today. You know what I mean? Just doing a little bit of everything. Horse races, that like golf horse races or like the real ponies, like jockey, like horse. Races, oh yeah, no, like, so, yeah, like get it, like Delmar. Yeah, I got gotcha. you, I got gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> you. Guys, you guys have them up in Canada, Zach? Uh, yeah, I think we have a lot in Ontario. I'm not so big in the uh, horse jockeying world, but right. I maybe need to get into it. Well, so. Zach, Zach, I just worked for a whole bunch of Canucks, and they. Uh, they were like getting on my case for assuming that they didn't know anything about uh, Canadian football. And I said, well, my uh, counterpart in Canada said that CFL is a very rural thing. And all these guys are like from like, you know, cities. So yeah, it is. I don't know much about the CFL. Oh, see, that's, I can't think of a sport or an entity in America, at least where it's just like, Oh, it's only popular in the country. It's not popular in the city. If anything, it's popular where there's the most people. So you head to Saskatchewan. They're big. Well, these guys are also from Winnipeg, too, aren't they? So, And, and Winnipeg is... Yeah, Winnipeg, they're big, too. The Blue Bombers. <laughs> Do you guys yeah. know what's going on in Canada today, by the way? It's a big day. It's the election. Is it really? You might get a live reveal of the Prime Minister mid-podcast. Who are you, uh, who are you taking for me, man? Uh, it seems like the Liberals are going to win, which is like the left-wing party. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, hey, this isn't the ABCs in Sesame Street. We know what left liberal, like, we know I don't know. I don't assume you guys pay attention to Canadian politics. It's about as no, this, as it gets for you guys. Wouldn't it be wildly crazy, though, if the liberals in America were like the right-wing party, though, instead of the left-wing just in general like everywhere else? True. It does flip-flop all the time. Oh, God. Yeah, you might get I, a live I, reveal. I just assumed you guys were already left-wing and liberal. Not that there's anything wrong with that. They are, yeah. Okay. I think the new, uh, the new prime minister should be the uh, next guest on the show, huh? Yeah, that would be big. That would be big. And if we can get him to do blackface, we will definitely have a live feed. <laughs> right. So, oh, great joke. We're just going to slide this in here. Do you know why the election was held today? No idea. Because Justin Trudeau didn't want to tempt himself with Halloween. <laughs> oh, that's a good 
good one. That's a really, really yeah. good one. Uh, I love it. So, uh, so, Zach, we got some questions uh, for our boy Reed here. I mean, not, not only do we have, like, a, a good regular fella, Jock and Reed, to come onto our show more than once here, but, uh, hello, these guys were in the heat of the moment. They were in the crosshairs. They were in the barrel. And uh, if anything, with the exception of asking you how the champagne tasted, I think every other question applies, right, Zach? Yeah, so firstly, congrats. That's one heck of a finish, second place at uh, the Houston Open. Oh, yeah. You guys came one shot short, but yeah. can't complain going into the week with that. You know, a nice chunk of change. Maybe you know, at, at the start of the week, I mean, do you want to win every event? Yeah, but if... You know, if someone told you they're going to give you a T2, like, every week, I mean, obviously it's not going to happen every week, but if someone told you you're going to walk into a week and finish T2, like, you know, always, obviously you always want to win. You always want to get that final extra shot and that bigger paycheck and more points and stuff. But you do, I mean, T, T2 out there is it's a job well done. And that's what you just have to take from it, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I guess what's, like, how was it at the end? So I guess for the people not – who aren't so familiar with how it ended, Lanto had about five feet left for par when you guys had, was it maybe 25 feet to make birdie? Yeah, we had, we were, we were coming down 18 and we were a shot back going on 18. And for those that didn't watch, those that don't know the golf course, 18 is a, um, it's a golf hole where there's a, a fairway bunker right in our landing area and all the way up the left side and in front of the tee box is water. So if you if you pull it at all, you're reteeing. Um, there's a bailout right, but it makes the second shot a lot harder in the green. I saw Mark step up and hit probably the best job of the week, man, under the pressure and the circumstances and just absolutely rope pulling. Hit a good shot in there at 15, 20, probably 25 feet. And, I mean, it was a tough, tough, tough bend. He gave herself a look at it. And, you know, the pot that was kind of up, up at Upper Ridge and down the backside of the ridge, sliding hard and fast, and you know, and, and so we had to hit it pretty soft. And with every rotation, the ball slowed down; it just broke harder, you know. And, and but you know, it, it was a good, good go at it, and good fun, man, and good experience. And we did everything we could have and should have. And next time, it'll come out in our favor. Yeah. Did you guys discuss at all about whether you're going to give it like a run at the hole or if you're going to play it a bit more conservative? Obviously, you're hoping to make it, but he still had five feet left. And it would have been a shame if you guys run it back and then miss again and he misses and still wins. Yeah. I mean, at that point, I mean, you don't get many chances that a win. I mean, you know, unless you, you hope to get a lot of chances, but in all real, you know, reality, you'll, you'll even get, you know, a few a year, three, four, five, six a year, whatever the most. And, uh, you know, we, we were taking, we, were, we wanted a good roll at it to see if we can drop. And, you know, he's, he's a real good putter. And so we were confident with him having three and a half, four feet coming back straight up the hill. And, uh, you know, been making those all week. So that wasn't a problem. But it was more, uh, you know, let's give us a chance to go in at least and, and try to figure out a line that we can give it a good roll on. Like I said, it was a tough putt. And we did everything we could have and went through. And, you know, next time hopefully it'll fall. And next time we'll be a shot up going to the final hole or whatever, you know, what happens. That makes sense. Uh, so I got a question for – well, I got two questions for you real quick, Reed. One is going to be, like, as direct and inside and professional between possibly you and me as you can imagine. And the other is going to be the, like, quintessential question that everyone's going to ask you because you were in the moment. But I'm just going to ask you straight up jock to jock uh, because this is what I just asked friends of mine when I look up leaderboards elsewhere. I just feel like if you can say in short, what happened? What happened? Um, 
you know, I think coming on the back nine, we had a couple of, a couple of looks we didn't make. Um, and we pulled the T-ball on uh, 15 to par five. And I think that was, um, you know, we sure as hell weren't out of it. I mean, not by any means, but if, you know, we would hit a good T-ball there and had a good look at Birdie coming in and you know, on 15 and, you know, maybe made one even made par, you know, kind of changes the, the way you play the golf hole on 18 and 17 a little bit, but. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, we still hit phenomenal shots. Every every shot coming down the stretch, 16, 17, 18 was right. We were looking well struck, and so you know, I, I think you know we don't we, we wouldn't change any way we played anything. I, you know, I think maybe just a couple more one one better executed drive. I think was all it was really. I think I think that also speaks to the level of like how everyone is performing and pulling the trigger and everyone's still just right there playing the state free golf and it's that airtight. But now going to the layman question that I was going to ask you was, the, and, and this probably would be a lot better of a question if you guys had won, but was there a moment that you guys had per se at a certain stretch where you had to pull his head out of his ass or like uh, had to make sure Mark was looking the right way or like, or maybe you guys don't even operate that way. Was there a moment where he had to calm you down or something? I mean, or is it just business as usual out there? No, man. Like, you know, if you would have asked me that a year ago, I would have said maybe there would have been an instance here or there, here or there, very scarcely on a golf course where, you know, maybe we, we, we had to, and not just him, me as well, you know, going through a little emotional work. He is so, and myself as well, so very good at just staying level-headed, you know, you taking each shot as it comes. And, I mean, his attitude and his effort and, and our, our, our decision-making and stuff was perfect. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think there's anything, you know, the different that we would have done. Um, you know, I, I, early in the round, you know, we can't a 70-footer for Eagle, 80-footer for Eagle, and that was big. I mean, you yeah, get the most one early. That that yeah. helps all too. Right, and so my point there is, you know, I, I think that kind of just proves anything can happen anytime. You never know when it can happen, how it can happen. And that's why you play all, all 18 holes. I mean, you know, many golf tournaments have been won or lost in the final hole. You never know. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I guess the moment that I was thinking of that's kind of like the, the parallel that some people compare it to is, the uh, the scene in um, when Shia LaBeouf and his little caddy is sitting there and he's all in his head and his caddy like pull, totally pulls him out of like into a different attention span. Right. I I kind of also uh, equate that to when Romeo is telling Tim Cup to put everything on his left side on the driving lane. <laughs> all he's doing is just pulling his that's all he's doing. It. Right. Or like the equivalent. So right. Zach, you got what do you got for him? So we actually had a couple questions by. Ty, let me get it for you one second. You need to do some filibustering. Oh, that's right. Uh, I can actually filibuster about Ty. This is our uh, our new counterpart uh, from Sports Travel Radio. Yeah, Correct. exactly. Okay, so Correct. I fr forgot to say this at the top of the show. We are proudly brought to you by Sports Travel Radio, the <laughs> Fingers podcast, which is a great fantasy baseball. They're putting out fantasy baseball content, even though the fantasy baseball season's over. You fantasy footballers, listen here. And they also have a... Uh, this other podcast, it's called Tournament Talk. I think it has to do with, like, dads or something, or maybe it's real-life baseball. I don't know. But uh, that being said, we, um, we're we now been under their flag for a few weeks now, and it is uh, really badass because those guys are a lot of fun. I caddied for Ty um, borderline accidentally uh, at Bannon Dunes, and he's just a riot. And uh, we want to come up with the same kind of catchphrase that they got as their show has. So, And thank you for the theme music, guys. <laughs> yeah. His question for you is, if you could go back, is there anything you'd do differently? And is there anything you learned or you felt you took away from it, regardless of not coming away with the W? Uh, as far as Houston, huh? Um, 
No, nothing I would do differently in, in anything. That's regarding preparation, execution, anything like that. Um, going back to um, kind of relive some moments, maybe I would have, um, you know, we all have second second opinions and thoughts on, you know, shots. Maybe we should have hit this club or that club on stuff that didn't, you know, turn out how we were thinking. But as far as execution and game plan and stuff, absolutely not. I mean, we – we're pretty, you know, we're always pretty uh, firm with each other and, and good with each other as far as game plan and sticking to the game plan. So when that, when you do that, then, you know, it's, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think there's really much you can change. It's just like, you know, coming down and it's a game of golf at the end of the day. Yeah. And has this finish, because I know going into the year, obviously you maybe you're obviously hoping for good finishes, but you probably weren't hoping for such success so fast. Do you change well, goals at I'll all? be honest with you. Like I never, I shouldn't say I never, I never thought of because I it obviously crossed my mind. But um, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't know how fast it was going to come. I thought we were going to have success, but having it this early and this quick, man, it's it's definitely a, a you know puts a smile on your face, but it also takes a little bit of weight off your shoulder. Not that you don't keep grinding, but you know that you do belong out there and you can't compete and whatnot. Yeah, so have, have you guys changed your goals for the rest of the year or you just the confidence? Well, I mean, you know, we're, we're getting pretty close to uh, for the point total from last year that kept your card. And, I mean, so I wouldn't say new goals are set, but, I mean, we're definitely you know we belong now and, that, you know, we're, we're able to compete. And, you know, that you know, we might start getting a couple more tournaments now and that – that's just kind of the deal. I mean, at the end of the day, we want to win every tournament we go to. We want to play in all the majors and all the, do all that stuff and play the players and the invitations and whatnot. But, uh, you know, the goal when you go down to every tournament is to not hit a golf shot without being 100% committed, and that's really at the end of the day goal is. Everything else will take care of itself. Now, I can dig that for sure. I mean, even – I feel like regardless uh, of where you place, that, like – I, I, not to say because these words don't do, go together, but the thrill of the grind. Like Zach, you might have saw me recently on Twitter say, uh, "If uh, if caddying was uh, playing cards, I'm John Turturro and Rounders, just like like every day. Like I don't care if like the, if I win or lose, I'm still going to be playing every day, never taking the big hands or whatever." But that ultimately you leads the me greatest in- movie references. <laughs> <What's that? laughs> like not the main idea. You have like a small reference that you really have to know the movie from. Well, hey, now, hey, listen, you and I are damn near generationally schismed here between, like, we're, like, 10 years apart, and, like, and your girlfriend and I have seen more movies together than you've seen movies together. I mean, and I'm not even saying she's seen the good ones. I'm just saying in general. And I don't, and you know what the sad thing is in your generation? (laughs) I don't don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. So. um, We have one more question, though. This one's, like, a deep question, if you want it, if you want me to get to it. This is, like, very deep. So are you ready, Reed? We yes. need to ask you. Don't get too emotional either. This could upset you. We have to ask about your calves. Oh. About my calves, huh? Uh, what about my calves? I don't know. We were, we were just told by one of our followers to ask you about your calves. You know, we're a loyal, loyal site. We got to give the people what they want. Zach, who well, is I mean... Because I know it's not Sasha, because I follow her, and she doesn't follow me back. <laughs> but she follows me. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Uh, I'm the one who started. God damn it. Uh. <laughs> so uh, about about my cats, I'll tell you this to be straight up honest. I 
I get more comments about my calves than anything I've ever experienced in my life. Man, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, good, no good parallel parking, no nothing. <laughs> nothing, dude. I'm talking no brushing teeth, no chewing gum, crosswalk, anything. No good I, business, I have, business I have once probably in a while. four or five people a week come up and mention my calves to me. Really? And, now, now, yeah. now, okay, um, somebody fill me in. Are they prodigious or something? Because, Zach, you haven't even seen my calves. And for, for like a guy with like a Vince Vaughn physique, but about like a foot shorter, I got some pretty damn good. I got calves that <laughs> you think I was a fat kid. I mean,. <laughs> I'm not. I'm saying I'm not in shape, but I mean my calves are are really good. I'll have a calf off with anybody. I will. I'll <laughs> calf you. off you. <laughs> what it might have to come down to. I can't believe that sentence was just said out loud. He'll calf off me. <laughs> what are we doing here, man? <laughs> <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. Excuse me. But yeah, uh, so so at the end of the day, like. Whenever someone asks me like calves, dude, I, nine times out of ten I'll roll my eyes because it's like the nine hundred and seventy-six thousand times. You know, it's like someone who's seven foot two saying they're really tall. Okay, right? okay, they, they're they, they're fairly prodigious. Then I dig that. Uh, yes. <laughs> and you know what? If I wasn't a caddy, I would just like roll my eyes and tell everyone, "Like, ah, oh, he must have been a fat kid or something like." That's usually how it goes. <laughs> like, people, like, like, like you must have been a fat kid when he was younger, and then that's how like normal looking people have giant calves usually. <laughs> But dude, hey, and these, these things are cut, man. It's not like it's just a block of calves. They're, they're cut like a little abdomen. Well, see, that's you know what, what I'm, I'm looking at mine right now, and I'd say, like, I judge the size of them in terms of produce, but my hand's big, too, so, you know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, Zach, I, uh, I, um, I asked you earlier if you can get in touch with Reed early to see if he had, like, a, uh, like a fun fact. Like, you, Zach always does the Canadian fun fact, and I thought, well, now that we have our very first repeat um, non-staffer, and uh, read on the show, he could maybe give us like a, uh, a much like how Kirk Cousins goes on the Dan Patrick show all the time or some shit like that. Reed Martin will be our Kirk Cousins, and I'll be Dan Patrick. And Zach, you'll be all for the Danettes, which ironically, I like the Danettes better than Dan Patrick. So, um, Zach, do you have a Canadian fun fact, or does did, uh, did Reed give us something for the audience here? I think Reed might have one, but if he doesn't, I will give him time to stall for breaking news. The I do have of one Canada. Not really a fun fact, but it's a, uh, oh, it's a fact. He's just going for it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys are great. Uh, <laughs> a caddy, uh, any given week, uh, Monday to Sunday, if you're making the cut, a caddy's walking anywhere from 80 to 115 miles a week. Jeez. And that's that's because a lot of the guys will go out and pre-walk rounds and walk rounds twice, practice rounds, and walk extra. Yeah. They practice uh, walk? Yeah, like, like I'll go out if we, if we play at 12 or 1 o'clock, I'll go out at, say, 9 o'clock and go walk the golf course or go see half of it and check the par threes and see where the pins are at and just kind of get an up-close look because a lot of times going into those pins or those tee boxes are set differently or whatever, you know? Yeah, Zach, it's called strategery. I mean... <laughs> True. And, and you know what? If I just do my resort golf Monday through Sunday and I, let's just say I caddy 36 holes a day, I'll be pushing 120 to 140 miles for the week. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, and, and, and the worse the golfers, the, the, the more you walk. So, anyway, Zach, take it away. <laughs> so, as in the most American way possible, as I was announcing the most important political news in our country, I was interrupted Bullshit. with caddies walking around. <laughs> <laughs> so i'll get oh, back God. to uh 
the breaking news, the new Prime Minister of Canada, not new, Justin Trudeau, still the Prime Minister. Oh, still the okay. Prime Minister. Huh? Minority <laughs> government, though. I, I, I like that cat. He's a, I, I hope he sticks around. Yeah, ours is very different from you guys, though. Cause, so he was a majority government, which means they had 170 or more seats. Now he's a minority government, so they have a lot less Because the blackface. It's the, bi- the blackface got him got a lot of votes taken away. Wow. No, no, no. I was saying in the literal word minority leader. Never mind. Forget Oh, it. oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was very good, though, but not why. No, it was not. It didn't last. It, it, didn't, it didn't go over your head. It went between your eyes. Just no, I thought it was good, Jerry. He's Canadian, man. He's give, give him a break. He's Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking eh? of he's Canadian, give him a break. What's the fun fact, Zach? Give it to me. Come on. The fun fact was I just named who our new prime minister was. That's like the greatest fun fact we're going to have in the next four years, Jerry. <laughs> wow, you guys don't have, other than like the maple syrup and like the, like, what'd you say, like the frozen foods or something? You guys don't have much going on up there. <laughs> we have a minority government. And they got, uh, they got that, what's that coffee by? Tim Hortons? Tim Hortons, that's what I got. They got Tim Hortons, man. It means his yeah, all-time got- coffee. But we got Dunkin' Donuts, so that that I mean technically. No, that's Tim, <laughs> no. Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons takes the toilet Better? seat on that man. Yes. Like, yeah, oh, right. oh, well, I didn't know. I didn't know. I just thought it Reed was like knows. different country, different spelling. I mean, I don't you know. know, you know. Okay. Hey, fair, fair. There's I mean, some my, Tim my... Hortons in the states now, though, in the eastern part of the states. Do they? Like in New York, there's a decent amount now. Really? Sense. You gotta go. For sure. Nope. Yeah, you gotta go, man. Yeah. Tim Hortons is a, is a jewel, man. It's a staple. But now, now Zach, here's a fun fact. Who the hell is Tim Horton? He was a former hockey player for the Maple Leafs. That's, that's right. That's what I thought. I didn't know if it was like, like you, you, like we had this place called Buffett's, and you thought it's like, oh, Jimmy Buffett. It's like, no, Warren Buffett. It's like, wow, <laughs> two people, but completely different in America. I mean, come on. Anyways, hey, Zach. Uh, pause. <laughs> Uh, hey, Zach. Go ahead. Going, yeah, yeah. Back to, go, going back to the hockey, what about those six straight wins for Penguin, huh? I know. Those... Crazy. Without Malkin also? Dude, Malkin needs to get out of here, man. You think so? I love Malkin. Maybe maybe, maybe five years ago. Oh, I, I still think he's incredible. But that's, that's, Crosby, it's crazy how good he's, how he's still like the best. Yeah, but it's just it's just the reason they set Kessel in my eyes, man. Because they just he's half he sometimes he's there and sometimes he isn't. Sometimes he skates and sometimes he doesn't. You yeah, know what I mean, or, I mean, you guys have like it's incredible that you guys are still this good with losing all these guys. Even right. if you're secondary, you have no line. It's literally Crosby and Gensel. That's that's it. Jared McCann. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> nothing, and they still beat out the Habs. Seattle's coming in next year, though, man. Hometown. Yeah, it's true. Jerry, you're getting a team near you. Yay. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, we, when it comes to hockey in Oregon, uh, we'll, we'll take our uh, minor league. Uh, we got the uh, Portland Winterhawks. That's that's pretty much the best <laughs> we can. And they, and they love the Winterhawks up there. But That's what we got to figure out. Next event we go to, if you're at it, Reed, we got we to gotta hit up a hockey game. Hey, absolutely. 100%. It's hey, Jerry, yeah. You know, I, I told you guys my parents used to house for the Seattle Thunderbirds, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's been some good players out of there. I feel like I see that name all the time when they talk about junior teams. Marlowe, Thomas Hickey. I mean, Marlo. Oh, really? Bottom, oh, I didn't know that. Wow. 
Yeah. So, well, honestly, uh, everyone like everyone in Oregon or everyone from Portland keeps saying, you know, oh, we can't wait to get a sports team, whatever. But it's just they're just they just lack the amount of people to have another pro sports team, and right. I don't know. How Come like a football town or a football town or a basketball town, but because I've heard Washington DC is all three of those things. But um, Portland, Oregon is Rip City. I don't know what that means, but I kind of grew up there, and it's like essentially. I know there's a story behind it. Don't everyone? Don't our dozens and dozens of listeners take to Twitter in a few minutes or hours and eventually correct me? But the Portland is a basketball town, and as much as they like baseball, and we can go off for 20 minutes about the Portland Mavericks if you want to, they just lack the infrastructure and the space and the money and the draw. Granted, Tampa Bay can't get any fans, but I mean, it's 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 Portland just doesn't have enough people. There. <laughs> Not to mention the, the Portland Timbers soccer club is actually killing it up there, big time. Yeah, the soccer club big up in the Northwest. Oh yeah, it, I'm I'm happy people are happy, but oh. I'm happy. Same thing with the Sounders. Oh yeah! Oh hell yeah! The Sounders as well. Yeah, I see their stickers everywhere. I mean, and yeah. and I will admit that the Portland Timbers do do something that almost makes me emotional just thinking about. Have you guys ever seen how they do the national anthem at the Portland Timbers games? No. no. They have the crowd just screaming at the top of their lungs, and it, which is it. kind of crazy. But when you hear like ten thousand people screaming any anthem, I mean, it it, so, it sounds pretty neat. I mean. I don't know. That's that's just me. You know, I'm still an American at heart, regardless. So that makes sense. I like it. That's a big hockey move to have the fans cheering at the end. Yeah, I'll give, I'll give you credit. I do like the Canadian anthem. Yeah, that's oh. right. they changed it up though. The well, Canadian that's is legit, man. Well, that's why I respect like the whole anthems things to be like. Well, America, we barely hang on to ours. Like Daniel Tosh is like, <laughs> is it really a great song? Do you own it on your iPod? <laughs> exactly. Right. But it's like I know. Oh Canada! It's like, why do I know oh, Canada? Americans don't know anything about any other country, but I know the Canadian anthem because it's a good one, and, and we hear it at a lot of hockey games, obviously. Yeah, hockey. Yeah. hockey. And watch a lot of Maple uh, uh, Blue Jay baseball, baby. Maybe, maybe maybe next time on there I can recite the uh, Canadian national anthem for you. I do know it quite well. Oh yeah, good. Yeah, that'll be your homework for next time. <laughs> re singing the national anthem. Yeah, or, or shoot, as they homework for next time. Fuck it, let's have them singing on the outro. <laughs> <laughs> Learn it now. <laughs> oh goodness, uh, Zach. Is there uh, is there anything else? I mean, I yeah, don't want to make a short show, but we're stuff. I was thinking because so when I went, the most recent event I went to was the Farmers Insurance, and we were covering that. And I'm not one to really get starstruck, except for one or two people. And Tiger was there, and like everyone else I spoke to, spoke to all these big names, Justin Rose. Just like Ricky Fowler and then Tiger walked by and it's like oh completely forget everything is there anyone when you're dealing with it like do you get starstruck by any of them or I guess by Tiger if any um I wouldn't say starstruck per se I would say more uh admirable you know being around someone who's accomplished so much um but uh you know I think a lot of that starstruck comes with feeling like you don't you know you don't you know you shouldn't be up there um but uh no i mean i wouldn't say starstruck but i would say uh i get uh, admirable and and you know but give respect where respect is due and that's you know, that's kind of how it rolls oh, i can dig that absolutely um 
I, I hear him. I hear. I hear Phil Mickelson is who he's talking about when he says that. I just. I, I see his presence like forming in front of me in a in a vapor somehow. <laughs> <laughs> and what's what's your guy's schedule looking like? Have you changed it up at all with the good? I know sometimes when guys do well, they tend to take a bit more time off because there's less pressure. Yeah, we were kind of fifty fifty on going to Bermuda. Um, we're gonna go to we're gonna we're gonna go to Bermuda. Yeah, I leave on Sunday and. I'm going, to, I'm going to Bermuda for a week, and then I'll come back and have uh, – it's either a week or two off, one week off, and then go to uh, Mexico and Georgia. Ooh, the and Mexico then, tournament's always fun with that. Yeah, yeah the Mike will be out there. You could bomb it there. Yeah, and then uh, Georgia, and then it's Thanksgiving, man. Oh, then, damn, it is Thanksgiving, yeah. <laughs> we so, just had there, there, there Thanksgiving. Is there Thanksgiving up in Canada? We had Canadian Thanksgiving. We just had it. Yeah. A, a week yeah. ago. There was a... There oh, was a you, guys, you, guys, you guys do hams, too, right? Sorry? You guys do hams, not turkey, right? Turkey. We. I think some people do ham, but... I was going to say, they pronounce, they pronounce it differently, dinner. so they can't. This is my first <laughs> ever Thanksgiving dinner. Incredible experience. <laughs> Now wait a second. I I truly thought Thanksgiving was like like I mean Canada's as close to America as they can in terms of when and where Thanksgiving happened. But with Fourth of July or whatever, and everyone has their own Independence Day, isn't Thanksgiving one hundred percent American? Uh, so I'm very confused what our Thanksgiving is. I sort of just oh, show I up, have the turkey, have the cranberry, oh, yeah. have the pumpkin pie, you know. But what about you cheese dirty one? What? Pumpkin cheesecake. That's pumpkin it? cheesecake. Yeah. Wait a second. Wait. You, you're you're essentially like America's the like we're the biggest rippy offiest country ever, and you just ripped us off. What the hell's going on? Wait. Do you guys actually have pumpkin <laughs> cheesecake? I've never even heard of that. Yeah. I thought it was just Dude, pumpkin. Dude, it's pie. the 21st century. We have pumpkin everything because we're morons. <laughs> so is pumpkin, pumpkin cheesecake pumpkin the underwear, popular pumpkin dessert? Pumpkin socks, pumpkin cheesecake, pumpkin, pumpkin underwear. <laughs> <laughs> we have pumpkin everything too. Now that I think of it, we have Tim Hortons pumpkin flavored coffee. Pumpkin That's right. Zach, I mean, there's woke, but are you just now awake? What's going on? <laughs> Pumpkins are very in. Maybe we can oh my goodness! Some pumpkin gear. Look, okay, okay. No, new topic for everyone in the room. What's everyone's take on pumpkin? I hate it. Go. I love it. Uh, I mean, it depends, man. What we're talking about? Like, pumpkin, pumpkin coffee's horrible. Pumpkin muffins are great. Pumpkin yeah. Pumpkin seeds are great. Well, I feel like it's all or that's why I feel like it's all or nothing when it comes to the pumpkin. But it was like, I don't know. I mean, hmm. If, if mm. I had if I had to go yeah and nay, I'd say nay. No, I'd say nay. Okay. Nay, nay to the pumpkin. It's a, it, you know what I saw when I was in Temecula again recently, uh, winning another golf tournament. Thank you. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> when we were out in wine country out in this like bare field, and I saw it a year ago, right at, in Christmas time, right after Thanksgiving, they had a big pile of pumpkins when they were all done with them, just piled out there. And I thought, does does Africa not eat winter gourds or something? Like, there's these things are the giantest, most sweet. America uses pumpkins for decoration primarily, only once uh -huh. a year. What the hell's wrong with us? This is like the most viable food. <laughs> most, we, I just saw some kids roll their mom's pumpkin down some steps. She was pissed. I thought it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. But that's just a waste of food. I mean, right. I don't get, I don't get the pumpkin. Right. No, man. I, I, I completely agree. Maybe they carve and then eat it afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Zach, do you guys Okay, Zach, what's Canada's take on Halloween? We love Halloween I got some Halloween candy in my room On the 31st floor of a building So Why no one's going to come I'm just going to eat it myself 
Why is it 31st floor? 31st floor? I'm in a nice 64 building. Got two hey, rooms, Reed, though. Reed, Jinx, buy me some Coke. Wait, 30, 31st floor? Oh, yeah. And and you could still hear the police officers and fire trucks outside every single podcast. I closed my window this time. There you go. Oh, my cousin texted me saying 66 floors is our 66 building. 66 floors? Yeah. Wow, okay. Wow, that's... Uh, that's impressive. Uh, that's that's the Canadian fun fact of the day is they have buildings over twenty floors. We, we yeah. have buildings. No, no, no. I know. Oh no, I know. Believe me, that's <laughs> one stoplight. We have a couple of buildings. But it's a it's a new thing here. It's a pretty new building. Oh, good grief! Is it? <laughs> your your homework, Zach, is to find out how many how many ice rinks are in the in the country of Canada. For Ooh. Next, next. What's your guess? Ooh. Let's all give that, guesses, and I'll that's make a good one. find out. And that, that, that includes, that, I mean, I guess you can't really take into account, like, houses and stuff, but, like... No, we're, well, let's, let's at least talk about, like, like regulation size arenas. We're not talking about seating. We're talking about, like, the actual, like, the, I was about to say floor, the rinks, like, the floor side, the rink side. The regulation rinks, yeah. How are many total rinks are? Yeah. What about ponds? Are ponds included? Ooh. No, 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 because <laughs> no, ponds aren't full year-round. Uh, I, damn, he, good answer. I was just fucking around. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, Reed knows. Reed's been thinking about this for a while. Oh, I, so, what's y'all's guesses? Ooh, I feel like oh, I'm going to give a, I'm gonna give a like Jerry style guess. It's like way off, but. Oh, completely. I'm going to say somewhere in the neighborhood of um, 10,000. Oh, just that like, was what I was going to say. Okay, I'm going 20,000. I'm stroking it. Oh, you're way off. <laughs> right, so if, 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 if you're over, you win or lose. Wait, whoa, he didn't say price, 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 price right. style. No, yeah, no, no, right. ah, 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 ah. Well, then you did it wrong. Okay, well, it's it's, it's your turn, Reed. I mean, he did. He <laughs> fucked up. I'll go, oh, uh, I'll go 16,900. 16, oh, that was a bad play for price, <laughs> price style guessing. No, no, he was, no, not, no. He was being, he was being not, I'll be true to the game. I'll be true to the game. He didn't say one dollar. That's a very one questionable dollar. number you chose. Sixteen thousand nine hundred, man. Yeah, interesting. I thought you were gonna go sixteen thousand nine hundred and sixty nine, but I guess not. <laughs> Making it slightly more discreet. Slightly more you, you feel me there now, don't yeah. you? Yeah. I'm on uh, to you. That's good stuff. <laughs> Uh, oh, hey, real quick, I had a question for both of you guys, and this might be a fun golf talk before we wrap up, but uh, last night was the uh, Skins game, and it was something else. It had different names, so I thought there were two different events. I found out it was going on after it already teed off, and somebody even asked me, oh, is this better than the match? Uh, I'm going to say no, because I actually set time aside to watch the match, and this was happening. Before, like Somebody asked me if I was going to watch the Skins game the day before it happened. I didn't know when the Skins game was. Uh, uh, Reed, you first, but uh, Skins game, go. Uh, to be honest with you, I looked at the schedule and I was like, man, there's a Skins game going on. I didn't really even look into it until I saw something yesterday and it was like Justin Thomas and Hideki and I can't even name the other two. Yeah. It was well, actually, it was it was Day Fowler. It was uh, Woods, Day Fowler, and Matsuyama. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. And Justin <laughs> Thomas winning winning over in Asia too. That's how you got confused easily. That's right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, and that's when I say that's when I have weeks off, dude. I don't even. I hardly pay attention to it. Hey, it's fair. I can dig that. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, 
skins games. I mean, skins games are cool. I mean, uh, Okay, then I'll kick it up to Zach. Zach, what was the final of Skins game? I don't even know. Yeah, so Jason Day won. I know he won eight skins and 200 That little kiwi munching bastard. But it came down to the last hole. They all had a chance to win because it was 100,000. Of course they did because it, it was all canned on TV. Of course it was going to yeah. come down every damn time. What you I think didn't like so much about it. With all of it? What I didn't love, the first one with <laughs> Tiger and... Uh, obviously these guys are all loaded, so like the money doesn't matter so much. But the first one was for ten million dollars, so I don't care who you wow. are. That's still some good money. Look, yeah. I, but listen to me. I, I first and foremost regret not watching it to not know enough about it to converse with people about it. I know this is kind of the point of the fucking podcast and the website, but at the same time, gosh, I, I miss a lot. Like I said, I'm, I'm grinding. I'm, I my kids eat. So that being said. I, I totally missed out on the values. I missed out on like uh, the score and everything. The only thing I got from it was that thing I retweeted where they caught Tiger saying um, they heard overheard Jason. Did you see my thing when I said Zach where Jason Day was saying something about like uh, oh I'll just hit a low one. This guy's like yeah hit a low one. He's like yeah I'll hit a low one. And Tiger looks at this guy going like he's not, he doesn't know how to hit a low one or something like he's never hit a low one in his life. I'm sitting here bouncing up and down going yes. Because Jason Day is the inventor of bomb and gouge. We just won't admit it. He's just, he's the biggest ball hitter in the world. Uh, Reed, can you attest to that? Have you seen him? Day, I've not seen Day yet, but uh, he pounds it. Yeah, I mean, it's, he, people, I was saying this to uh, uh, my buddy uh, Cap in the parking lot when we were getting off the sheep ranch today. You can find him at Choice Selection on Twitter. We had a funny picture today that Judge Smales made fun of. But I said, you can look at a guy like DJ, and it's like, yeah. And you look at the way he swings and his physique, no shit, he hits the ball the way he does. That's the way that Gabe does it. But when you look at Jason Day, he's like Rory, but Rory has certain hip action and certain muscles that make him do what he does. But Jason Day is the most unassuming guy who started hitting it far. I mean, there, it, I, there, there's someone there's someone that hits it further than you would ever think, man. Probably. Cam, Cam, Cameron Champ is not a very big guy. Cameron Champ? It's oh, crazy. Cam Champ. That guy yeah, is he, he's not a very big I mean, Don't get me wrong, he's fit and he's. He's well. He he's well. He's in shape and stuff. But like, as far as he's like, I mean, he's not very tall and like six foot tall, hundred and eighty pounds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. And just, I mean, flies at fifty past some people, sixty yeah, past yeah. some people. I mean, I, I see the ads all the time because Strixon brags about it all the time about his like his uh, scoring his scoring average, his driving average, and the fact that he's winning all the time. I mean, it's right. like. Camp Champs, the, he's the balls. I really like that kid. I'll tell you what, though, man, and I, I say this so hardly, you'll find, you will not find anyone who is more to themselves and then less, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, way more humble. He's so humble. It's unbelievable. Champ? Cam is, yeah, Cam is. I tell you what, now, is it true that somebody said he wanted to, he said he wanted to be called Cameron instead of Cam? I have no idea, yeah. Maybe, probably. Oh, I heard this. Okay, this was, like, right after he won. There was, like, some release <laughs> that he wanted to call be called Cameron, not Cam. And I said, well, then I'm calling him Champion, not Champ. Fuck that. I'm going straight to, like, <laughs> his last name is now Champion. It's not Champ. Right. Come on. Who's with me? <laughs> so, oh, yeah, man, little, he's a good dude. Fun fact. Cameron Champ, or the first article ever written on the From the Back Tees website was an article about Cam Champ being the breakout player of the year. Holy shit, that was before I was even on the website. Yeah, huh? first website, first post. First, yeah, post, first, really. oh, first everything, look at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I watched, we, we, played a, we played a practice round with them in, in, uh, in Wichita in 2000, and uh, I guess it would be the 18 season of the web.com. So the web.com, we played a practice round with them in Wichita. 
There's a whole seven. And it's par four that kind of bends around the water. It's like a 310 carry over the water to a real tight landing area if you want to challenge it. And he flew it greenside in the bunker, like 335 or something like that. Wow. Crazy, now, man. I'll ask you, it's not necessarily because you've seen him up close and it's not necessarily the secret to cam champion, but I'll ask you a question that I was asked at golf school and it was the question they were asked us knowing that there's no right answer, even though there are a couple of the mo right-ish or the most right answers, but what would I would say, Reed, what is the what is the key to Cameron hitting the ball like that or fill in the blank hitting the ball like that? Somebody else doing that. Yeah, you know... I don't know that there is any really right answer per se. I mean, I think it's just a combination of everything. Your equipment needs to be right. Your swing has to be compact. Um, obviously, the center of contact has to be well, you know, repeatable every time. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just the way you hit a golf ball. I mean, there's a million ways to do it. There's a there's an unlimited infinity way to you know to swing a golf club. You know, there's really no. Just the way he does it and the way he's able to control his uh, weight and momentum and stuff going through the golf ball is impressive. That's actually, yeah, that's 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 the, the, probably the perfect way to put a bow on and answer that as he could. I mean, it's because I just got done watching an assistant pro for this club out in Gettysburg, uh, Pennsylvania. He was like the big bomber of the group. He easily carried the ball 330 with his driver, and he didn't even complete a full turn, didn't even bring the club back to parallel. And, and as I was watching, <laughs> he didn't even do anything that spectacular with his hands. Like right. he just looked like 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 he should just be stroking at two sixty every time, but just like onto a dime every time. And this guy was like flying hybrids three hundred yards. It's like whoa. I mean, that's why I ask you. So is, is there something like if it was Victor Hovland, you can actually see Victor Hovland and literally literally go turn into somebody else and be like, this is why he does X, Y, and Z. So right. we see Cam Champ or like I said, the unassuming guys. I didn't know if you saw anything maybe yeah, I mean, or whatever. He's not overly big. I mean, some guys you look at obviously and they're big dudes like people looked at, looked at me when I used to play golf and just assumed they had a far but you know he's not overly big I assume not, that yeah <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah man I mean, there's not anything you're just, you can look out at Cam and say yeah that's it like he just pounds it and they just it's he's a repeatable golf swing that hits at the center of the club face every now every single obviously not every single time but yeah know, yeah uh, to the point where it's pretty reliable I guess, you know, the, the, I always like to use Rory as an example to throw, like, size out the window. But that being said, Rory also has a crazy hip action that only exists to his DNA that makes him hit it, help him hit it the way he hits it. So I don't like to use him as the example or poster child for anything because right. that is what golf is. It's fucking unique to each and every one of us folks. And the second I figured that out, I started shredding my handicap down to, like, way low. The second I, start, I stopped trying to be symmetrical and balanced, I just was like, yeah. hey, my swing is mine. His swing is his. You know who did that for me was watching Matt Wolf. That finally was the last yeah. thing on my chest to be like, oh, my God. Because once I watch him, I have to purge his swing out of my head for a week. But still, seeing his action makes me go, hey, that guy can be a professional golfer with that kind of action. It, anything can work. That's the, that's the, that's the weirdest golf swing since Furyk, man. And, uh, bonafide. I mean, yeah. and, and and, and, and I feel like I could repeat Matt Wolf's action, but I can't get my hands around fast enough or strong enough, and I'm a fast, right. strong guy. I just can't do it. Like, that guy's exceptional. It's, right. it's wizardry. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I have a question for you guys. Do you think at all it could be, because I was watching some little tangent, something on Sam Cock or Coke, the punter for... What was that? Sam Cock or Coke. It might be <laughs> Cock. I think it is. 
The punter for the Ravens. <laughs> what do you say? Okay, yeah, well, Cavs, I, okay, Cavs, man. It's I, 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 I went to I went to school with him, and he saw my coke in the gym. Yeah. So he was a punter for the Ravens, and I was watching some video, and he was talking about how he's very double-jointed, and that's how he's able to get the spin he does. Do you think Champ in any way is, like, double-jointed, or he could contort his body in a way that other people can't, and that's why he's able to hit it much farther? Reed, you go first. I I don't think he's double-jointed. I don't know, but I just think he just murders it off one. I think uh, it, it kind of Reed already hit the point earlier was is like whatever move is his, he he owns it and that's like the key to consistency with anybody. Like my move is if you if you take a picture of me at the apex of my turn and backswing, I look like Bubba fucking Watson and that's not a good thing. But I, that is exactly how my coil and my timing come down to smash the ball. So I mean it's just whatever. But that being said, it's uh, I don't know. I Reed, Reed said it best. Like what. Whether he is or isn't double jointed, or whether somebody is or isn't, I guess that could be their thing. Unless we obviously see it, we'd never know, and I don't think it really would matter per se. I mean, you know, you look at obviously some of the longest hitters are big guys, but there are guys out there that aren't very big that absolutely pound it. I mean, oh, yeah. Justin Thomas, you know, you know uh, a lot oh, of guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I hate to say it. I keep thinking Rory, but yeah, Justin Thomas is a great example. I mean, it's, <coughs> it's uh, most of the unassuming guys you got to watch out for. So, right, um, Zach. If you don't have anything for else for him, I got a couple plugs real quick. Go for it. I forgot to mention that I was on Ricky Potts' uh, podcast, the Wednesday Match podcast that you and I talked about it uh, on our runner, but uh, we didn't uh, talk about it on the air. I guess that was one of his longer podcasts because I talk a lot and uh, and he like mostly has a lot of great industry types on there. And I guess me being an independent, independent contractor, not an employee in Band Dunes, I could really pull the curtain back, not to say I did or didn't. Uh, I know there's a lot of caddies out that shack who might hear the, the podcast and be upset with me, but there really wasn't anything. I just, I said everything right down the line, but uh, yeah, it's the, uh, the Wednesday match podcast, uh, Ricky Potts, CMAA. You can uh, find him on Twitter. Also earlier, that guy Ty, his question, um, you can find Ty at TourneyBoss on Twitter. That's his handle. And uh, also at Dinger's Pod, Sports Travel Radio. Those guys kick a ton of ass. And I am at JerryLooper1 on Twitter. That's it. What do you got, Zach? Reed, where can we find you? Facebook's about the only thing I do, man. I have Twitter, but I haven't posted on there in probably three years. Oh, you responded to us after I accidentally tagged a different Reed Martin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get tagged. Sometimes sometimes I'll respond to a tag, but as far as like a uh, new post, man, I'm I'm a Snapchat and and, uh, PitPeng71 for Snapchat, P-I-T-T-P-E-N-G. Get that name from. There you go. There you go. That's Uh, a question. Say it again. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. It's Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. Oh, my God. Who's who's 71? Who's 71? (laughs) Gino. Gino, that's right. Yeah, come you on. No, dude. <laughs> wow, I honestly I had no idea till just as I said it. I'm like, ah, now yeah. I get it. But yeah, I don't go on. I don't go on social media a lot. I'll, I'm on Snapchat more anyway, anywhere. So if anyone wants to follow Pitpang71, I'll post random stuff on there. But other than that, I just do my business, man. That's it. See, and it's funny how, like, each of us have our own outlet because mine is Twitter, Solamente. 
uh, my boy Brian Kapliner. He's uh, he's on Twitter because I drag him on there, but he gets all his jobs from Instagram. Like Instagram's where he meets all his clients or whatever, uh, catting at the dunes. So, yeah, excuse me. I mean, it's just it's a little bit different for everybody. Case in point, yeah, I follow that other Reed Martin blindly. He's like, I don't know, like some aeronautics physicist from England or something. <laughs> no, the guy, the guy I tagged was like a guy with a golf profile. Who? All oh, no, but I'm saying I, I followed a different. I followed a Martin Reed for a long time or something. Like, it was, like nothing was adding up. Did he? Did he? Uh, did he mount up to the uh, the the deal of this Reed Martin? Sorry. Was that, was that Reed Martin as cool as this Reed Martin? Yeah. No, no, not at all. And, and, and nor, nor from Martin Reed. <laughs> the other, the Reed Martin on Twitter just totally went with it. I, I only, I only asked that to get a smart ass response from someone. <laughs> well, look, I'm, I'm, I just, I'm, a, I, I want, I'm upset at Sasha for only having 22 followers and eight following, and I'm one of them. <laughs> I don't get on Twitter. No, see, that's the thing. It's like that's everyone's like certain like avenue. It's like either you do or you don't, and and she I'm doesn't. But that's, that's how we found out about the calves. That's Sasha, how we you just gotta follow Insta. Jerry. Yeah. All about the Insta, bro. Oh. All right, you know what? I gotta grow up. I have two Instagram accounts. I just uh, haven't posted anything to them. I just I was that guy who bought domains back in the day. So to speak. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, that's, when, not, that's not funny. <laughs> when domains, when domains were were in, in the loop. Oh, no, yeah, hey, that, that's how Bob Parsons made his PXG uh, <laughs> right, <billions>. right, <laughs> right. Uh, Zach, uh, you got anything else you want to plug before we take it away? No, I think that's it. And good luck. We, uh, we're gonna stay in touch for sure with you, Reed. But for those not, I'm sure everyone's hoping for the best for you, you and Mark. And we can't wait to have you on again soon. Absolutely. Hopefully next time is with another big finish and an off-season or whatever, but uh, always fun chat with you guys. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Maybe maybe you can twist his arm and we can catch the both of you for five minutes. Like, because uh, we, we still haven't had, uh, until I drag my girlfriend in from the other room, we haven't had anyone PGA certified or close to it actually appear on the show, so. <laughs> <laughs> I will, uh, I'll ask him, see what he has to say about it, man. Why not? I mean, we we've been we we bugged Colton Heisey a little bit, and Kip Henley's a sweetheart. But other than that, uh, he's got his own fires to put out. And uh, Reed Martin's our guy. And who's Reed Martin's guy? Mark Hubbard. So, all right, I like it. I love it. Cool. Well, uh, uh, you got anything else, Zach? No, thanks so much. A second place finisher, Reed Martin. Pretty. Shit, yeah, Reed. That was a great time. We're gonna be one spot higher next time. Love it. Love to hear. It. Absolutely. Exactly. All right. Well, all right, fellas, we'll all chat soon later. Hope you guys uh, subscribe and listen to all the platforms that you can, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher, and all that stuff, right? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, every one of them. Every one of them. All right. Zach all right, good. boys. Have a good one. Good you talking too. to you. Thank you for listening to From the Back Tees. toward the hole, and it's we hope you enjoyed today's show. For more information and updates, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at From the Back Tees. I'm going to enjoy it for the rest of my life. See you next week. Be the ball, man.